Welcome to We Have the Facts, two idiots guide to all things the national on a journey to the more and more. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna fix that one. It's I don't I don't have the energy to do any better than that. <laughs> so we're just gonna roll with it. I mean, it's kind of fitting for this episode that we uh, half-ass it because uh, we spent like three weeks avoiding doing this episode for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just been weird. We've been hectic. Our lives have been crazy. You've been studying. I've been traveling. Yeah, I I mean, I'm going to switch it to a different direction and say, uh, we just didn't want the national season to end, so we've been procrastinating the ending. We didn't want this journey to come to its conclusion. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Anyway, fun uh, fun things that are happening. Uh, Notre Dame is burning down. That's not fun. That's very tragic, and I was sad. Uh, I mean, it's sad, but like, okay, I'm a real people. Do we really care that much? God. No one got hurt. It's like... <laughs> Sad that a uh, historical landmark might be in jeopardy. Well, the facade is apparently okay. The rest of it's crap, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, good luck to good, good luck to the Parisians out there or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. If, you, uh, if uh, any of you French listeners want to uh, reach out to us and... Uh, Tell us your true feelings about this. Let us know. I don't know we, that we do that well in France. No, France hates us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holland, though. Holland, though, likes us. Holland and likes England. us. Shout out to all of our listeners in Holland. Yeah. You, uh, the English fuck- love us. The Australians love us. Shout out to all you folks. Uh, Americans <laughs> as well, but, like, you guys get enough from us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canada's uh, been rocking us a little bit, too. Yeah. Shout out to the Canadians. If uh, we didn't mention your country, shoot us an email. Be like, I'm a listener from here. Yeah. At, we have the facts pot at gmail.com. Yeah. So um, what do we have planned after this episode? So today is the last album by The National to date, because there's one more coming next month. Yep. Um, so we're going to be talking about Sleep Well Beast today. And my voice just cracked. I don't know why. Sleep Well um, Beast today. <laughs> Um, you can tell me and Ali are very delirious. Um, <laughs> we have, uh, next week coming at you is, um, a, a ranking of, all, uh, the national albums. So me and Ali will rank the national albums up to sleep well beast. Um, we won't be including EPs in this, just studio albums, um, uh, from, uh, our least favorite to favorite. And, uh, it's always a fun, fun thing. We basically get to argue the whole time. It's fun. Are we also doing top 10 songs? Oh, yeah. And we also do top 10 songs as well. Okay. Just making sure we're keeping it consistent with last time. That's true. Um, are we doing least favorite songs or not? Uh, I mean, maybe that's uh, something to do at a later date because uh, I know we got requests for least favorite songs from Def Cab. Uh, and at the time, we decided not to do it because we were trying to stay positive. That's true. Although I feel like I've made the songs I hate very clear. <laughs> That's true. I don't really. I, there's not really a song I hate, hate. So, but anyway, maybe our honorable least favorite mentions will do or something like that. But, um, and then we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and do after probably a week uh, after the new record comes out. Then we're going to, uh, um, 
just uh, talk about that record as like we do with all the other records. So I'll talk about I'm Easy to Find. Um, we're going to maybe give it a theoretical place in our list, but like we've said in the past, it's not fair to uh, rank a uh, new record. And then this summer, we're probably just going to um, just bounce around, uh, just do individual records rather than bands. And, uh, and probably in the fall, go back to our normal format and announce our new band. Yeah, um, just before we continue with this episode, I wanted to say, uh, everyone who's joined us for The National, we really hope you guys stick around afterwards. Um, there's a lot of fun in this show that we're trying to accomplish, that we're hoping to move towards. And uh, we hope you guys like the show enough to listen to us, regardless of who we're talking about. Maybe it's a new band you guys don't know, maybe it's a band you guys didn't love and like to give a second chance to, or maybe it's a, a band that also you guys are going to be 100% on board for. But like, stick around or like, or. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't hold your breath, Ali, because I don't think people like this. But maybe they just like us. Why? Who? Why? Yeah, I don't know. We're garbage people. So. Have you listened to us? We're terrible. Well, that's true. So, but yeah, I mean, we were uh, on a serious note, though. We do appreciate all you guys listening and. Uh, uh, you know, stick around for the journey. I think it's a fun time. Uh, we enjoy answering emails and talking uh, talking about music with you guys. Should that be I our mean, next band, Journey? <laughs> what? I said, should our next band be Journey? Uh, I'm going to go with no. You already know what the band I told you. and uh, All I, all, all I got to say is I am all in for this one band, and Ali is like, eh. I'm lo- yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if you guys have recommendations, shoot it to us, because uh, currently I'm rejecting Justin's ideas. <laughs> um so yeah All hey, right, so weird question how do you feel about the eagles i mean i like the eagles first do of all you... it's eagles it's not the eagles yeah but i mean just saying eagles is weird so i'm gonna say the eagles okay i mean i like the eagles um i don't get it i i don't i mean i think it's like the perfect combination of like southern rock with like rock and roll and then it's not too southern for me it's not like country-ish i mean i don't i don't hate the band um i just don't have the same love that a lot of people have and i wonder why i don't have it it's it feels very dad rock to me uh and i'm into dad rock it's just so it's, it's sad why i didn't fall in love as, as much as i, mean, I wanted hotel to fall california. in love hotel california is probably one of the best songs hotel california is great no one's debating hotel california being amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, I i'm mean, just saying why did i not fall in love with the rest of the catalog uh, I mean, I, I will say this. I'm not, like, jamming each record. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm more of, like, an anthology guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? The singles and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. I think it's because my dad listened to a little of the Eagles. And, like, we've differentiated our music styles quite a bit, my father and I. So, maybe try to Well, you both love Jimmy. Uh, yeah. He also really likes uh, Pink Floyd. Are you still like Pink Floyd? That's true. So. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's that. Let's dive into Sleep Well Beast. Okay, Justin wants to get this over with. I'm like, let's savor the moment. Let's live the last episode of The National. And Justin's like, wrap it up. This is not, this is not the last episode. We still have one more. Ugh, but no one else, no one else will be there. Ah! Ah! <laughs> That's not the name of the song, but okay. Wait, what's the name of the song? 
<laughs> Nobody else will be there. What did I say? No one else will be there. Oh, okay, God. We're playing the song. <laughs> you said we're not so tired together. What did you mean? Meet me in the stairwell in a second. For a glass of gin. Nobody else will be there then. Nobody else will be there. Nobody else will be there. Um, so this is a great start to the record. I, I would honestly say that I think this is probably one of my, if not my favorite start to a national album, the song. It's, it's a pretty good start. It's, uh, it immediately like sucks you in. It kind of tells you what this album's about. It does a really good job. Uh, and it's, it's on its own an amazing song too. You know, it's not like some album openers are perfect for the album, but don't work outside of the album. And I think this is just flat out a good song yeah no it's a flat out good song and and it just so happens to be a very good opener um i think it draws you in um it gives you that um it does get a little repetitive but it does give you the idea that he is going to even though he's going to repeat a lot of lyrics on this album that i think that honestly in my opinion some of the best lyrics are on this record it's not Mm -hmm. my favorite record by any means of theirs but i would say that it's Definitely, uh, the lyrical content is good. I like that. I don't know what it is. The uptake of a guitar and just like the letting it creak through. It almost sounds like footsteps. Mm-hmm. D- do you get that feeling? I do. I do. It's. Um, I think in general, this album kind of takes a new look at a lot of the themes they've talked about before. Yeah. Well, no, I just meant like in general, just sonically. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think this also introduces the fact that there's going to be a little bit of a little bit more synth than usual and yeah. a little bit more like new age stuff. That's true. You know, instead of just, I feel like in the past, it's been from earlier on in the releases, it's more like orchestral. That's that's very fair. Um, I yeah. I have a lot of feelings about... We didn't actually talk about our feelings ahead of time about this album specifically. Do you want to do that now or do you want to just skip on to the next song? I mean, in general, I I mean, we can talk about it. Uh, I mean, I like this record. I just think that there's a lot of tracks that, like, they did some weird stuff with that I didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're bad songs. It's just, like, they're trying to be experimental and then I'm just like, but I don't need that part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I will say it's one of those albums for me that there are songs uh, that I just can't agree with, especially like in the back half of this album that I'm just kind of like very meh or like, does this need to be here type thing? Uh, but yeah. then there are songs, especially like in the beginning and in the middle that like, I'm just going to love till the day I die. Next song. You see how I did that this time? Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need you besides I.
So, I mean, I feel like this is like, if anything is going to be on any national album, this is probably their most radio friendly song. Mm-hmm. I would say. Like, this could be on the radio and there wouldn't be any ifs or buts about it. And, like, it wouldn't have to be any, like, taste judgments and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have a complicated feeling with, about the song. Like, I like it. I just think that it's a little too generic for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it musically a lot. I think lyrically it kind of is a little bit more flat. Um in terms of especially the creativity and some of the like nuance that a lot of the other songs in this album have, this one kind of lyrically doesn't match that. It's kind of a little bit more repetitive. It's a little bit more stale, but uh, it's it's fun and and musically captivating. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of political overtones and everything into this record, so they try to feed it in. So a lot of those songs in the later half of the record um have a lot of that stuff but i feel like that lyrically this is kind of very flat and just kind of a typical heartbreak love mix song kind of mm-hmm. thing and then just kind of repeat the chorus over and over and then have a nice little bridge and then chorus. so it's, it's i would say it's like the typical pop structure um i don't think it's a bad song by any means i just think that it is not up to the standards of what i have for the national in my opinion yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not a bad song. It's I honestly think it's a very middling song for the national in general. Uh, I'm not gonna put it even in the bottom half of national songs. Um, I just don't, you know, especially after nobody else will be there. It kind of is just like more of the same rather than something new. Yeah, I agree with that. Why don't we walk it back? I'm just gonna let it go. I'm always thinking about useless things. I'm always checking out I'm always mothering myself to bits I'm always checking out Forget it Nothing that changes changes anything I won't let it I won't let it ruin my head Take up a little of the collapse in space I better cut this off Don't wanna fuck it up I only take up a little of the collapse in space I better cut this off Don't wanna fuck up the place I better walk it back Walk it back Walk it back So I really Okay So this song is what challenges me I really love this song Mm-hmm. I love the lyrics. I think the line, I'm mothering myself to bits, I'm always checking out, resonates very well with me. I always have these weird anxieties about my health and all that kind of stuff, and I feel like that's coming through on the song. And then even the chorus is perfect. Um, it has that quiet, somber chorus, but like he says, fuck, and it kind of sounds cool, and, and just like you get the emphasis. But then that recording from the New York Times comes on, and it just ruins the song for me. <laughs> um i i like this song quite a bit it kind of reminds me of like that kind of pink floyd vibe where there's some, maybe some some things on the song that don't necessarily make sense to me there's a lot of like weird electronica stuff that i don't think necessarily need to be there but it definitely kind of like any kind of like a song that's on um uh like uh dark side of the moon exactly yeah um which 
like I kind of maybe don't love in general, but I've I've found a place maybe through my love of Pink Floyd uh, to enjoy it. And I think this does the same thing where like it's lyrically great. His voice very much puts you in like this. It's its own instrument in the song and it does all of the work and you can just relax into it and let everything else be atmosphere, including that clip. Yeah, I just I don't know. That clip for me just comes in at a weird spot. Maybe if it came in at a different part of the song and was a little shorter or something Mm -hmm. i just think they could have played with it a little bit better but i mean i get what they're trying to do they have these a lot of political overtones in this record um especially like on the next track so i i mean i get it i love the song i love the synths on it it's interesting it's just i don't know i that for some reason i just can't get my can't behind where that is placed and how long that that is yeah that's fair. So. All right, let's move on to the next song. The System Only Dreams in Total Darkness. Maybe I listen more than you think And I can tell that somebody sold you We said we'd never let anyone in We said we'd only die of lonely secrets The System Only system only dreams in total darkness so i like the song a lot i love the looping uh riff i think that's really cool and adds a little texture to it i like that they actually go off and at the end of the track with a nice solo which you don't hear a lot from a national song like an actual good guitar solo Mm um uh and i mean lyrically i for i would say this is one of their more poppy songs Mm quote-unquote i feel like still lyrically intact yeah for what it is um and you can definitely feel those political overtones of just like i mean he might still be talking about a love he might still be talking about a love type thing but you could definitely tell that like the dark the system is like the government and that it's like shrouded in this thing and um i'm pretty sure this record was written during the 2016 election so there's a lot of like anxiety and animosity and you can feel that on this album especially through this song yeah yeah i mean we also talked about this before about how like both uh the national and our previous band death Cab for cutie have uh, a lot of um like uh trump commentary in their music and this is definitely uh one song that i mean you could interpret that into very heavily yeah, I mean, it's it's actually interesting com- talking about Death Cab and um, the National. It's like the National decided to be more of like a dark brooding tell of the um, of the presidency and like the emotional feelings. Whereas I feel like Thank You for Today is Death Cab trying to bring some positive light that life is not this dark thing, even yeah. though that it's so horrible right now. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think it's very interesting. And it's not like Death Cab is necessarily a very happy band or anything. You know what I mean? They could have written just as sad, a sad of a record. Yeah. But, Although I do think um, Ben Gibbard himself is in a happy place right now. That's true. I mean, I, I'll give him that. But it, you get what I'm trying to get at. I mean, he could easily wh- whip out the sad boy if he needed yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. So, um, all right. Go on to Born to Beg. I thought you were going to do a bad transition, but... 
I guess no. I didn't have to beg for it. Oh! On the train, we stand by the window, sweat through the hot parts of gin. We hugged it out Tucked it on purpose Nothing else I needed to do I was born to beg so I, I, I this song i used to not like but it grew on me in listening to to it for this episode i was gonna say this is one of the songs that really sucked me into the record yeah i don't know why i didn't really enjoy it when i first heard the record a couple years ago um in in 2017 i'm sorry um so i i don't know why but i, I think that the synth might be a little too much on this. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know how this, this new single light years just came out and it's basically this sort of song, but with just the piano. Yeah. I feel like he does better with that, but I actually enjoy where the synth is coming into this. And I think that the lyrics on this are quite beautiful. Um, they are repetitive, but I feel like they're pretty introspective for what they are. Yeah. Um, I, uh... The reason I really like this song is like because I think between this one and the next one, it's a one-two punch of the range of the national and the depth of the national between Born to Beg and Turtleneck, which we'll get, jump into next. But um, yeah, I think they're very different songs. But like in two songs in a row, the Nationals showcase everything. Yeah, they exactly. This, I mean, like it, it, lullaby it tone, deep voice, and then they give you that like I think one a, a like more rocky turtleneck. Yeah, and like an like more of an explosive emotion. Whereas, like, I mean, there is emotion in this track. Don't get me wrong, but it's like this yearning, mm-hmm. anxiety, and angst, angstiness. Whereas, like, it, whereas Turtleneck leads you into an explosive angstiness. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess we should uh, listen to that uh, explosive angstiness now on uh, Turtleneck. down one of the better national songs in my opinion 
it's also very, very different for them, but also very familiar, you know? It does a lot of yeah. things that we've seen them kind of do. I mean, some of it also, I think, harkens back all the way to the first national album, which because it has yeah, like a I little mean, bit I, of that I think this is it. like a more evolved version of something that's on self-titled. Yeah, it's it's kind of it has some of that like southernness of the self-titled. It has some of that energy that you see in Alligator. Um, yep, and it, it's just in general. It's weird a little bit for this album, but it also kind of explores the depth and and the twistedness of their entire career in this one song. I think it's it's very like I'm not gonna spoil it by saying this is my favorite song, except I'm gonna spoil it by saying this is my favorite song on this album. It is just so dynamic, so interesting, so cool, so different from the national. It really breaks up this entire album uh, to like. Be like, oh, we're also this. Don't forget, this is something we're excellent at. That's true. I mean, I feel like whereas – I mean, this song definitely breaks the album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not in a bad way necessarily, but like on the last two records, High Violet and um, uh, Trouble Will Find Me, you don't have a break like this. It's very much the same mm-hmm. and the same sonically and tonally. Maybe it'll go a little bit up. But it's not like a big rise like this. And obviously, clearly, Turtleneck, we're talking about Trump. So um, it's definitely interesting. It's actually pretty funny when I Really? You think Turtleneck's about Trump? I mean, I never thought about it that way. Shitty suits. Um, Having pissing fits with your phone. Uh, That's fair, I guess. Yeah, that that does make sense. Yeah, either it's I, – I mean I, I just thought about it when I saw it. Maybe it could be Mitch McConnell, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, Trump. Okay. I thought it, in my opinion, it was just like a rage against the man in general type thing, but I could see that. Yeah, no. I mean, this is very much tied into the 2016 election and like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. He's basically talking about it's so embarrassing, I mean, like for our nation and all that kind of stuff. Because remember, they did a lot of political events for Obama. Mm hmm. So, um, but also, uh, when I saw them play this song live, he actually fucked up the second verse really bad and they played it over again. I, like restarted the song oh really yeah like he's like i really like that lyric we're gonna do this again and then they play the song again oh that's cool yeah so i just thought i mean it was like funny he played it off as whatever I, I mean like to be fair the lyrics like are hard to do on this song like i couldn't imagine doing that this fast yeah. that's fair so all right now we're gonna slow it down again on empire line So what did you see? Hear the sky's been falling white flowers and there's ice in all the trees. Empire Line. I like this song a lot. I don't know what, uh, but it's definitely it's definitely interesting because it breaks it ba- breaks the record back down and kind of gives you sonically what the rest of the record is going to sound like. So because basically the second half is slow like this. Yeah. Um, it has that subtle synth in it that makes it nice. Um, 
like I mean, it has all these overtones of electronica because that's what they try to experiment with on this record. And I think this is one song that succeeds with that. Um, I think that there's a line that goes all the way from my childhood to you is an interesting line in the Mm -hmm. sense that like basically I think he's playing with the the idea of time and how events play with each other and how he could have ended up completely somewhere else and how it led to uh, I would assume his wife Karen Besser. Yeah. Um, This song kind of falls in the average zone for me again. I... I think it's a little bit repetitive and i don't know if it does much for me i don't know why i'm talking about this. Will, yeah why are you, are you doing that i don't know this is why people hate us is this why people hate us i thought it was because we're uninformative useless we don't really have good opinions on songs we really don't know how to talk about music we're kind of assholes we talk about politics when no one cares about our politics um the list goes on yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we do this. Anyway. Uh, I mean, because people keep listening. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Maybe you guys I'll could cancel the show you. right now by stopping to listen, stopping, like, unsubscribing. But, I mean, we love that you guys continue to listen to our bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So, in that in that case, I will destroy you. Well, I'll still destroy you, but I will destroy you, though. It's so easy to set off. And the campus They all have something against me Nothing I do Makes me feel different The sun's like your sister's best friends In a bath Calling you to join I'll still destroy you. So I really like the song. Um, I like the one word, uh, the one line in particular, uh, the molecules and the caplets. He's because I believe he's referring to. I believe I remember if I remember correctly from when the record first came out. I did an interview. And he, he said that it was, uh, or someone correctly guessed that he was talking about the Montagues and the Capulets from Shakespeare. And what's the line? The line is molecules in the caplets. Uh, yeah. I honestly heard the line as the the Montagues and Capulets. Oh, you didn't think it was? Oh, okay, gotcha. I I misheard the line. Yeah, I think he was trying to disguise it. So, um, but I don't know why, but I like, um... This is probably their best experimentation with um, Electronica, I think, on the record, and I very much enjoy it. Yeah, that beat at the beginning kind of like uh, rocks. Like yeah, I mean, it gives you a little dancey vibe, even though it's just a. It's very, not a dancey song you know, at all, but it's a dancey grim. vibe in the, up front. Yeah, so. But yeah, lyrically, I think it's an incredible story, or it's not specifically a story, but more of like a the feeling of a story, or maybe like several stories kind of wrapped into one. But it's this like idea that you're gonna just like fuck it up or like um like ruin this thing that you have with someone. Um it's 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 a definitely a relatable anxiety that he has, and uh it's something that I, I think speaks volume and it's a little bit different emotionally than his than some of his other songs where 
it, it, it's it's there's kind of a sense of helplessness to it where you know that this is who you are, but you can't change it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like he's just like, well, fuck, I'm just gonna fuck it up again. Yeah. And then just like almost like watching himself do the actions. Yeah, so. exactly. Like he knows he's the guilty party. Yeah. Uh... You're sleeping night and day. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it, but I will say it. It's my favorite track on the album. Wow. Please explain that. <laughs> Why? You don't like the song? I don't dislike it. Um, I just don't get it. Um, I just like feel like, uh, well, one, I just think his lyrics um, on this track are just nice and somber. Um, it plays into the electronica in, in a really good way that it lends itself to be its own instrument. He also um, is like it's it's not as much pitying in lyricism. I just think it's a actually a pretty song that there's no guilty party. We're both like it's just like there's no mistake. It's just that we're acting in our own way, in our own right, in our own way. So I think that's just a nice message. I mean, I get that. I just for some reason the last four songs of this album don't aren't home runs for me and i don't know why exactly it just feels like they they don't reach some of the other heights and um guilty party is one of them it's just it's good it's a good song it just it doesn't work on all levels like that synth in the beginning doesn't kind of mesh with the piano that comes in for me ah uh, see i think that's a good transition mm-hmm. i think it's a i think it's a good transition coming off the last track into this one yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't work in the same way for me at all. Yeah. I mean, I also heard this song. This was a single. So mm-hmm. I heard it before the record came out, and I was really about it. So I don't know why. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, hear Karen at the liquor store. I was a worm. I was a creature. I get on the ground. The second I see you, you can't. Command your love I wasn't a cash I wasn't a keeper I was walking around like I was the one who found dead John Sheehan Pain and glove So blame it on me I really don't Conclusion. Karen at the liquor store. So how do you feel about this one? I really like the piano of it. Um, I think it builds nicely. Um, but the song itself isn't super memorable to me. 
Uh, see, I think he's like, I don't know, having this like emphatic moment with his wife at this like mundane task at like going to a liquor store and enjoying like, you know, how, how he does that hypo realistic. I don't know. I, I think in my opinion, I think this is the last great song on the record. And then we go into the last two. Mm-hmm. Is his wife's name Karen or Corinne? I think it's Corinne Besser. But he says Karen in songs, doesn't he? I think he just changes it up. Oh, God. It's exhausting following what is the... Okay. So his wife is a character that's been in songs over and over again, which actually throws me off of the last album quite a bit because he starts talking about these other women that we don't know and we're like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like Jennifer. Well, to be fair, she helps write the songs since, like, Alligator. Yeah. So... so. <laughs> but anyway, in general, we his wife is a character that's illustrated in these songs. Uh, and I think this one tells the least amount of story. That's fair. I feel like this song doesn't really... I, I, I just think it's pretty in the uh, piano and kind of just like... It's beautiful piano playing. It is yeah, like, some yeah, of like the best I, piano playing in the night. I think sonically, it's beautiful. This Yes, are the lyrics a little lackluster? That's why I like Guilty Party better than this song, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So... All right. Okay. Let's go stand on the dark side of the gym. I don't know if that one worked. We were talking about Pink Floyd all day. Could could have done transition there, but I guess whatever. Uh, dark side of the gym. Let's let's go with it. Whatever. Why did I steal your? Uh, t- were you going to go dark side no, of the moon? No, 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 no. Go for it. The first time I saw you, you were walking out. I wanted to ask if you could stay. Something with your friends around There was nothing I could say Dark side of the gym. So this one's like where it's Where did you go? You suddenly just completely left the frame of the computer and then like out of nowhere rose like a vampire. Because uh, <laughs> I was looking at my records over here. Okay. And then I, I had a really good idea that I wanted to bring up, but I'll talk about the song first. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so this song's where it starts to fall off for me. I mean, I think it's okay, but it just like drags. It does drag. It's again, it's another song that's I don't think it's a bad song at all. I don't think it's worse than like a song like Sugar Wife. It's not something I'll rage against ever. It's just something that I don't think carries as much of a punch or delivers as much of a memorable uh, lyrics or memorable music in general. Uh, that well, I think that uh, one it. one theme he's trying to convey throughout is this like sleeplessness. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's called Sleep While Beast or whatever, is that like he's having trouble sleeping and kind of feeling this angst and stuff like that. And that's kind of where he's trying to draw it in. But yeah. I feel like he could have like they could have committed with some strings, but I know they're trying to make it electronic. So but my idea that I had 
which would have been really cool, and because I was looking at a record, was if they ever did a record where they had Trent Reznor produce the record, that would be awesome. I mean, that's not too unlikely, you know? That's definitely the direction they're moving, because they're moving into more of this electronic, um, this weird hybrid electronic... Uh, um, With orchestral. Orchestral. And I, like, I, think, side, I yeah. think that, like, they... I think Trent Reznor can give them the real guidance they need to like to discover what they do best in the industrial electronica world. Yeah, I mean, uh, Matt, we know you listen. Um, bless yeah, you, Justin. just do that. Thank you, uh, Matt. We know you listen. So uh, yeah, give give Trent a call. Does Trent listen? I think Trent listens as well. Trent, yeah. if you're listening, give Matt a call. Come on, guys. We know you're fans of each other. Just might as well make that connection. Exactly. So Ugh, We're helping out musicians here. This is what this show is really about. It's us yeah. bringing together artists and uh, creating new music right here. That's true. Um, from what I hear this summer, we're probably reuniting the Smiths. Uh, no. Uh, Morrissey does not need to ever be in a band with anyone. Morrissey does not need to play any more music. Morrissey just can retire and just be left alone. Uh, I disagree with that, but okay. I guess let's uh, go into the last track, sleep uh, title track. We've been stuck here in the hallway for way, way too long. I'm at a loss, I'm at a loss, I'm losing to sleep, let me drive, let me think, let me figure it out, how to get us back to the place where we were when we first went out, I'll tell you about it sometime, the time we left, I'll tell you about it sometime. Sleep well, beast. I mean, honestly, if this song was after, uh, Corinne at the like star, I would just be like, okay, and it would just be a good end. I mean, it's not necessarily my favorite closer of theirs by any means, but I think like I would get it and understand. I think this combined with the last track is just too long of an ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it it definitely encompasses that idea of like closing out with just like trying to have rest after being so restless for so long and being so um uptight and you know taught all the time i think that this kind of in place into that yeah i think for a title track this is a little bit underwhelming so i think this would be like a, a better song for me and i'd be less critical of it first of all if it didn't come after like what for me is three average songs uh but also if it wasn't the title track and it wasn't building up to this like literally if you put your title track at the end of your album, you're building up to that. Yeah. And this doesn't deliver on the promise of the title. It doesn't deliver on the promise of the end. Like we're going to end with our title track. I mean, and it's not like I think I agree with you, but I don't think that I want to misconstrue the fact that it needs to be this explosive rock song. No, 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 not but at all. It just needs to be something like that's, that's unforgettable. It, it needs to yeah. be if, like this is what's going to resonate with you after the album's off. And I think it's honestly a skippable track. Yeah, which I mean, I know we're going to get shit for this cuz we shit on quite a few songs here, but 
Nah, I mean, I think this is kind of the general feeling for true national fans. Um, although I will say, I think this is the most successful of them all, which makes sense because it came after Trouble Will Find Me and the band is gaining more and more popularity. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, I still think that they're like the biggest band that no one knows. Yeah, I mean, I will also say, um, I think the National have a more eclectic taste in the National than we give them credit for. I think... I mean, with Death Cab, you can definitely point out which ones are the biggest albums and what how people will rank them generally seems to fall under a specific order. But what, from what I can tell, the national fans seem to be all over the place. You have those, like, boxers, the greatest of all time. You have people like you who are very Team High Violet. I've seen people who go to Alligator, some people who go to Sleep Well. Um, it just, in general, I think the... Uh, what people think, I think it's is whatever the best is very different. Yeah, I think it's whatever resonates best with the person. You know, yeah, I mean? which I think makes this a little bit more unique. So our next episode, the ranking episode, uh, we will definitely make some people be like a hundred percent on our side, and then some people will be very against us. Uh, and that's just the way it is because and I think we're gonna have a very different list. Whereas Death Cab, we were like pretty on point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, we're probably going like, to have a very different list. Yeah, like our top three were the same three, just in different orders. Yes. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to go ahead and predict that our lowest number is going to be the same, and then everything else is going to be different. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, we have not shared our lists with each other, so we don't know what that is. Uh, if you guys want to share your lists with us, feel free to tweet at us, Instagram us, uh, Reddit us, uh, email us, uh, yeah, smoke our- signal us. Then like true. one of those Send planes us. with the, the banners on the back of it. Whatever you guys need. Or a pigeon, you know. And yeah. since we're in Game of Thrones season, I guess Raven. Um, oh, we're recording this the day after the season premiere of Game of Thrones. Justin, do you want to discuss your feelings about this real quick? Uh, I mean, well, it doesn't need to be real quick, but okay. <laughs> Justin, we have five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Oh, three, uh, uh, I don't know. I two, don't know. One. Game of Thrones chat before- off. Before before we before we talk about that, we should talk about and close out the album. Um, favorite song for you? Favorite song, Turtleneck. Born to Bed song. comes next. Uh, least favorite song, uh, Dark Side of the Gym. Uh, okay. Um, favorite song for me, Guilty Party. Least favorite song. Uh, I would say Dark Side of the... No, Sleep Well Beast. Oh, boy. Justin throwing down the gauntlet. Cool. Um, And then second second favorite track would probably be Walk It Back, even though I have that weird feeling about it. But anyway. um, All right. Feelings about the first episode that came back. Uh, Spoiler alert. uh, You should stop listening now (laughs) if you haven't watched. Or skip Uh, like 30 seconds and listen to what else we're watching. But okay, you guys can go. Bye. We we love you. Blah, blah, blah. uh, All right. They're out. Next. Uh, So... Um, I'm just happy that they didn't, I knew it was just going to be a bullshit building up episode, but I'm just happy that John got told that he's the fucking Targaryen because like, I was not, I was not going to deal with him. Like, like built, leaving it to the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that we are at the conclusion and George R. R. Martin isn't writing it anymore and you have all the storyline that's been building for several seasons, it's going to be a lot of paying off those storylines, which I don't know how satisfying that can truly be. I feel like we've gotten to like the mountaintop and now we're just like, there's like a little bit of an apex 
That's like like that's the, the joy that we're gonna get out of a lot. Of I'm this. just hoping that there are some cool battle scenes near the end. Um, well, I heard that the battle scene, like, I mean, they saved pretty much their whole budget for like the Night King fight, and that's supposed to be like the biggest battle sequence ever filmed. Do you think that there's only one Night King fight, or do you think there's gonna be two? Um, I, I just know that the, I don't know if it, maybe it carries into two episodes and maybe there's like another thing that's happening. Like they keep cutting back and forth. You know what I, I mean? Kind of like Lord well, of the Rings. I, I, my assumption was going to be that the Night King is going to destroy Winterfell and then, uh, there's going to be another battle. Oh, at the capital. Yeah. Basically, uh, I mean, Cersei is going to have to fight. Uh, the rest of them at some point. Well, um, the question is whether or not they include Huron's uh, horn. Oh, I don't think they, they will. Control, they they, don't, they, they haven't the really dragons. set up for that at all. Yeah, because like otherwise, then it'd just be literally like him pulling it out of his ass. Whereas they didn't like show him finding it or anything, like he does in the books. Yeah, I mean, the other way this could go is that. They defeat the Night King, but then they're very weak and Cersei attacks them. But I feel like that's a little bit less satisfying because the Night King's been built up so much that you kind of want him to play a bigger role at the end. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think – so there's two things. I'm pretty sure that Jaime's going to kill Cersei Mm -hmm. um, because it will fulfill the prophecy that her brother will kill her even though she's thought her whole life that Tyrion was going to kill her. Um, and then I think that they're building up Theon to do something really brave. I'm so done with Theon. I kind of am like, cool, you've uh, been a scumbag and you've redeemed yourself and been a scumbag and redeemed yourself. And honestly, I'm over it. He just needs yeah. to do one big last thing and then die. I mean, that's what I think they're building up, though. Like, I mean, he's going to save him, like, I don't know, John or Arya or something. Yeah. Anyway, if you guys are into the Game of Thrones talk, let us know so we can continue to talk about Game of Thrones on the show. Otherwise, I think maybe people are not interested at all in our Game of Thrones talks. That's fair. We're actually not that interested either. We're just more want to know what happens. Cool. Anyway. Uh, What else are you watching, uh, Justin? uh, What else am I watching? I'm watching Barry. Uh, It is my favorite show. Um, Not of all time, but right now. Um listening to still i'm still listening to that uh stay free podcast about the the clash i actually bought london calling on vinyl and it was supposed to be a double lp and it only came with one lp so i was missing side c and d so i had to return it so that kind of (laughs) sucked um i saw a record uh i went to record store day i picked up some cool records uh i mean i picked up a bunch of stuff uh some of my favorites i picked up was the live crosby stills and nash and Young record, uh, it was a triple LP extended edition. Um, uh, I got the Green Day Woodstock '94 live album. I got Captain Beefheart. Um, I got a bunch of single uh, seven inches. I mean, I, I got like six LPs and like the Office Space um, soundtrack is pretty awesome. I got that, and I got Julian Baker Seven, Bad Religion Seven, Basement Seven, Youth of Today Seven. And I got a couple other sevens, but I don't remember them. Oh, the Menzingers and one other one. That's so, dope. 
Yeah, so Record Store Day was fun, guys. Hope uh, uh, if you got if you guys went out to Record Store Day, uh, let us know what you guys got. I'm curious. Um, and I will say this: if you did get the Morrissey seven inch, which was Lover to Be, I will trade you or pay you money for it. So please reach out to us at what at at the facts pod at gmail.com or at our Twitter. No, it's we have Instagram. the facts pod at gmail.com. Okay, I'm sorry. We have the facts pod at gmail.com for email. And for uh, Twitter and Instagram, at the facts pod. Um, I will pay you money, or uh, I will trade you something cool for that. Or we could give you pod swag. We could give you, like, a shirt that says how we make the soup. That's fair. Because um, we totally have that. I um, mean, maybe at some point when we have, like, enough interest uh, to sell shirts. Because I feel currently, uh, out of our hundreds of listeners, three people would be uh, into shirts. <laughs> that's true. Um... So anyway, but uh, if you have that 7-inch, I would very much like it, and it would be cool if – I don't know. I mean, if you want to just give it to me, that would be cool too. But um, I mean, I would be willing to obviously pay for it and compensate. Uh, anyway. Wow, real desperate, um, real thirsty for that record. I want that 7-inch. It was the one thing I couldn't get. I want that 7-inch um, uh, is a new shirt that we're going to have. It's just going to say, I want that 7-inch, and then Justin Tachi. <laughs> <laughs> Give me, give me, give me, give me. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Ali, what are you watching, listening to? Uh, I'm watching Veep. Veep is pretty amazing. I just finished Deadly Class. I'm just Class. gonna wait for it to. I'm gonna wait for it to finish and then watch it all. Yeah, That's my I mean, I I'm going to watch it again when it finishes as well. But it's great. I'm watching. I finished Deadly Class, which was a very fun show. I used to read the comic books. It was great. Um, plugging uh, the Moth book again occasional magic it's a book i'm featured in it's currently a new york times bestseller you guys should go pick it up at bookstores i'm also going to be doing a show for the moth in cape cod june 5th i think it's june 5th so if you guys are around come out to see that Um, i will be at that show too yeah i'm also doing uh maybe a bunch of sets around baltimore um in the next like in a month or so uh as we get closer to those dates i might announce some of them out here you guys are fans that are in baltimore we have some maryland listeners but i I don't know who they are uh but if you're a maryland listener and you can make it out come out and see me perform it would be cool to get some support yeah it's true um that's fair oh you know what you should do for the end of the podcast you should play your poem about uh popeyes wow okay sure 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 i could do that all right well uh this is a poem I did <laughs> uh, at a serious uh, event here in Baltimore where I decided to go and uh, share a poem that I wrote. Um, let's just end with that. All right, guys. We'll hear you guys hear us next week at the last episode of The National uh, for well, now. Second to last. Second to last episode of The National for now. There's probably some more cool stuff coming out in May and June and July and etc. 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 We love you all. Join us. Join us again listening to you, listening to us. This is Rambly and going nowhere. And okay, bye. Bye. Um, So this is a a poem I wrote. Um, Mistakes were made. I walk in and the scents fill the air. I don't know why I'd go when I know that only shame waits there. And then out of nowhere, I get this feeling. You are safe. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not in an hour, but right now, You are safe. And like the sucker I am, I fall for it. 
I was seduced by breasts and thighs. I was hungry, and you fed me lies. The angel steps down and let the demons rise. I walk closer and whisper your name. Popeyes. <laughs> chicken and cake fries. You sprung up the trap, but I only have myself to chastise. And now the song is over and there is no reprise. I write you the story as I sit on my throne. Take responsibility for your actions and make them your own. When you fuck up, you knock yourself down. But it's time to get back up. Intelligence is not the goal. Aim to be wise. There is time to start again. Just stay away from Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs>